All right, good people. We are live on YouTube and streaming everywhere where you can hear a podcast. <laughs> it's the Mina's House podcast, episode 225. I'm Mina Say What? I'm Shayna B. Garnett Briscoe. And Dexter Stuckey should be joining us momentarily. So Father's Day is coming up. Juneteenth is coming up. Are y'all excited? Uh, I mean, this Juneteenth is like new. So like, it's still like shocking that they're giving people off. Like I'm still like, yeah, it's a little shock. We, we, we having something at our offices though for Juneteenth. It's called the Black Party. You know, they called the Juneteenth party the Black Party. Um, <laughs> uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm still working. So it's a regular day for me. I was about to say, I'm still working. Yeah. I thought you had off. Isn't it a federal holiday? Yeah, but I well, I'm working part time uh, on actual Juneteenth, and then um, next year we'll make sure we have the observed day off. But I didn't have it this year. Wait, so, so what I'm, does this mean? So if you work on Juneteenth, do you get time and a half? No. Damn, it's a federal <laughs> holiday. <laughs> We didn't make that kind of federal holiday. But you know, a lot of these jobs, some of them, certain holiday, there's only certain federal holidays where you get time and a half now. I didn't know that. I'm salary, so I wouldn't get time and a half anyway, but. So we all have non-conventional jobs. We need Dexter to hop on here who has that good teaching job. So, so he could tell us what days he's, what paid days does he have off? Yeah, that's... And now that you said it, though, I probably will get a cop day because I'm working on the holidays. Hmm. Yeah, you need to fight for your rights. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point of this day, right? <laughs> this is now officially a federal holiday. You guys need to either pay me a time and a half or give me an extra day off. I'm just saying, did you see that Walmart was selling... <laughs> Yeah. With selling those plates and those cups that said yeah. it's the freedom the for cream. me. Oh no, it was Ben and Jerry's with the ice cream. Ben and Jerry's with the ice cream. But I remember when they made this a federal holiday last year. Beth a Bath and Body Works had African candles. It's like everybody started commercializing, you know, this this day. And now I feel like people are mad at it. But it's like they, they commercialize everything. Christmas. You know, um, Easter, everything is commercialized. So it's kind of like now you officially been inducted into the federal <laughs> holiday uh, pool. I'm sorry, Walmart did have the ice cream. It wasn't, I had the ice cream. They what had ice cream. cream. What flavor you said? I yeah, think it was like, like red velvet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like red velvet. The people were, oh, share and celebrate African-American culture, emancipation and enduring hope on the red velvet flavored ice cream. So that's a, red velvet is a black thing? That's crazy. It's actually <laughs> chocolate. Red velvet is chocolate that's colored red. Yeah, but I'm saying like, that's like, that's that's like just geared towards us? That's not No, like I think that was part of the controversy. Yeah, that's a little, uh, but we, I'm be honest with you, we complain about a lot. We just don't complain that they gave us the right thing. So we just, it didn't matter. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I'm, my whole thing is, you know, 
when these companies are making this deci- these decisions, they need to have people r- r- that represent whatever, you know, holiday <laughs> in the room, right? If you're going to make something for St. Patrick's Day, make sure you have an Irish person in there. If, you, if you're going to make something for Juneteenth, make sure you have an African-American person in there. And more than one. something for Hispanic Fiesta or Hispanic Heritage Month, make sure there's a Latin in there. I mean, that's how you avoid these things. I was flabbergasted when they were like, it's the freedom for me. I was like, what? <laughs> Okay, I think that was like their hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> who, who said that was okay? <laughs> Somebody was like, and then we were gonna say hashtag, it's the freedom for me. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shayna celebrated her birthday. Happy birthday, Shayna. Happy birthday, Shayna. We went to have a super expensive dinner. Super expensive. It was amazing though. Let me tell you something about that dinner. I heated it up last night in the microwave and it still was banging. <laughs> Where'd y'all go? Safe 48. Yes. We went to a okay, safe yeah. place. And you listen, I've been to a lot of safe places. I make safe. There is not too many safes that you can heat, actually overheat by accident in the microwave and the joints still be melting in your mouth. It's, it don't happen all the time. Mm. That's her favorite spot. I don't know. Sometimes they be treating people of color a little questionable. So, listen, if the food good, we there. Come on now, come on now. We we, we still there. Caribbean places, and I love all my Caribbean people. I have Jamaican in my family. We have my family Jamaican. Treat you the rudest, but people keep going because the food good. <laughs> my girlfriend's theory is that what they say about the Caribbean restaurant: if it got if it don't got attitude, I don't want it. <laughs> it's not a real Caribbean restaurant, huh? It, that heat, that food, not gonna be hitting. <laughs> I don't know why sometimes some of the best Spanish places, like their customer service, is terrible. Like it takes them forever to bring you a menu to get you a check. Like, girl, do you want me to walk? Walk out of here and not pay for the bill. Like y'all taking forever to bring me this check. They putting all all their love into the food. <laughs> right, none into customer service. <laughs> they gotta do better. You know what I noticed though? When you go to other countries, like their customer service is very different from ours. Oh, like yes. here in America, we're very demanding. Like I want you to greet me the second that I walk in. I want a menu the second that I sit down. I want drinks right away. You know, like I want I want you to ask me should I bring you your check or not. You know, like. In other countries, they're very like chill, you know, like even when I went to Greece, like it took them forever to come and give us a menu. Like I'm hungry. Where's my menu? But I think it's just like a cultural thing. Same thing with some of the, you know, the the Latin countries, the, the customer service be terrible as hell, but the food be banging. Food always good. Yeah. So, all right, let's hop into what's in our feed. So uh, I don't know if you guys read the Rolling Stone uh, article. Megan Thee Stallion is covering Rolling Stone. I actually haven't read like the full interview. I kind of just read the excerpts, but I did see that she was talking about Kelsey. Remember we were talking about, you know, her relationship with Kelsey and, and after the shooting and what happened, you know, did they fight? Did they not fight? Whatever. Um, apparently from what I read in this Rolling Stone article, she said that after all this happened, you know, she had a conversation with Kelsey and found out that 
she had had a conversation with Tori. And, um, you know, apparently from this conversation with Tori, Tori offered her to help her with her business, basically give her money. Right. And then Megan was like, why would you like, why would you meet with him after what happened? You know, like why, as my friend, why would you sit down with him? And then apparently, according to Megan, Kelsey was like, well, nobody was talking about it. He was the only one that reached out to talk about it. So, so I get that Megan feels the need to explain what her side of the story but do you think this is wise? Is she saying too much considering the fact that there's literally an ongoing lawsuit? And it's crazy. In the in the last um, court date, Tori's lawyer actually brought up the fact that Meg is doing interviews. And, uh, you know, she did the Gail King. DJ Academics was brought up. And, you know, the, the attorney was like, how does he have access to police, you know, police statements? who's leaking this information. Tori's people don't even want the discovery, which is the evidence. They don't even want to see the discovery because they don't want to be accused of leaking the, the information in the case. Do you think considering what's going on, she should be doing these interviews? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I just find it a little. Uh, so has Kelsey, has the, her friend Kelsey ever said anything publicly? Not the way that we would like right. her. Okay, so basically, no. That's the, so basically, no. She has, but like, you know how people do stuff through Instagram and they say stuff without saying it. Okay. Like yeah, it's very cryptic. Stuff. Yeah. Then she posted something later, like when people can't control you, they try to change yeah, how yeah. they see you. Like she posted like a meme or something like that. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's a little odd that, yeah, it seems like she's just trying to get in front of something, as she should, you know, in her case, like, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, if you're trying to win something, you're supposed to do everything that you got to do in order to win. You know, we don't know exactly, you know, what happened or the particulars, but I just find it odd that, you know, she's speaking about someone that no one really was, like, checking for in the sense where, you know, like, yeah, people had questions like, well, what happened with the friend or this, this and that? The friend never came out and like made an actual statement, maybe some tweets here and there, but not an actual statement. So to come out and do that the same way that she came out and had her, you know, Gail King before the actual, you know, like the, the them going to court. It's just like, you know, she's getting in front of things, her and her legal team. Um, and, you know, that should I don't say it should make people, but I'm pretty sure it's going to make people sit there and look at it and be like, well, why are you like, why are you doing that? Why are you creating the narrative instead of just letting the narrative happen? So what it seems like on the other side is they're kind of letting the narrative happen. So I didn't even know what you said, meaning as far as like Tory side, just like being hands off with the discovery. And, you know, we don't know if that's really true, but, you know, they don't. They, I, they no, don't I read it do. from the court documents. No, that, right. That was right. like a that um, that happened. But like yeah, like they they don't even want to be you know considered where somebody could paint a narrative for for them, you know. But on the other side, you know, they it seems like a narrative is being painted, whether it's right or wrong. But yeah, I, I'm just looking at it where it's like hmm, that's a little you know you're jumping in front of everything before things can unfold, you know, instead of just letting it unfold for, you know, whatever reason. So, I mean, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I just look at it where it's like, okay, like I, 
now now you're making me interested to hear the other side actually speak because you're trying to speak for everybody. Yeah, I guess in this case, and I understand that Tori, of course, as a defense lawyer, you're going to be frustrated because she already has a bigger spotlight than Tori, I will say. Um, but I mean, if the judge and the prosecution hasn't told her she can't speak as a victim and, and they don't feel like there's anything that she can say that's damaging to the trial or the jury pool, because I would assume, again, it is a high profile case that if the judge wanted to say it or get a prosecution say, hey, Megan, this will hurt our case, they would have told her. Um, and of course, the defense is going to be anything that makes the defense look worse. They're going to be like, yeah, how is this happening? No, like, can we stop and make a stop? Um, I, I guess the only thing is like, maybe she was. I mean, again, we're still talking about a young woman and this has, you know, gone on for some time. And because she didn't really speak up at first, maybe she's so, you know, frustrated that that's why a lot of it is coming out. Again, I guess I, we can just only go on with the counsel in this case is advising or not advising her to do. And it doesn't seem like so far they told her, like, you can't talk or you shouldn't talk. Um, again, whether morally or I guess socially we think it's okay um, I mean I don't know she's had like two interviews I, I guess if we got to like three or four or five then I might be like alright man like okay before the trial even happens um, and again we already know with this Kelsey situation like this was her friend so even more than maybe Tori like even when he did and obviously he, if he, he allegedly you know he physically hurt her you're more emotionally hurt by a person that's supposed to be your best friend. So maybe that's one of those things like you've been dying to get out. And again, maybe even her team was like, no, 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 don't do it right now because we got this coming up, but we got this and we don't want it to be a distraction. Who knows? I don't know. I think she, I, I just, I don't think she should be doing interviews like this. I mean, I get that she wants to tell her side, but I, I just think it opens up a can of worms. If you don't want him to speak on it, then you shouldn't be allowed to speak on it. And I am no means on the Tory Lane side. You guys know that. But I, I do think that it's kind of like... He was saying his side for a long time and she wasn't saying anything, right? And then the judge put a gag order on him, so now he can't speak on it, right? But now she's speaking on it. So I just think this needs to be a little fair. You know, um, he's gotten his piece. The judge put a gag order on him. Now she's out here letting her, you know, her story be heard. Now the, the judge needs to control this because it's creating this circus at this point, I feel like. All these leaks and the fact that DJ Academics does have access to, you know, um, police reports and it's creating a circus that I'm pretty sure is going to leak into the court. And um, I really want Megan to get justice in this situation. And I don't know if creating a media circus is going to help her get justice. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think it creates more drama, you know? I think that's part of the age that we're in though, as far as, you know, um, judging somebody by the court of like uh of the court public, of public. Opinion. yeah so like i think that's like you know things that not just her but other people do it other people have done it where before you even get to court you know you're already painting a narrative of what it should be or what it's going to be like so you know and it's not like i said it's not to say that anybody's right or wrong or 
you know, who's, you know, guilty or not guilty, but those are things that can help sway, you know, the judgment of certain things later on, you know? Yeah, but what I've learned is people don't make judgments based on facts. They make judgments based on, do I like you or not? Look at Amber Heard, you know, uh, you know, it's like some people don't even know the facts of, of the case and they just dislike her because <laughs> they like Johnny Depp, you know, that I don't think the average person is looking into the complete facts of the case. Some people just hate Megan the Stallion, <laughs> you know, so they're automatically going to side with Tory Lanez. That's the problem when you start letting the public decide things because they're not sitting there looking at all the evidence. They're not there listening to all the testimony. So they're making judgments based on ideas that they already have about the person. Maybe you're a big Johnny Depp fan, so you're automatically going to be on his side. It doesn't matter what the case says. You know, maybe you hate Megan. You're automatically going to be on Tory's side because you don't just dislike Megan. You don't like that she's out here twerking and popping it and, you know, the kind of music she's making, you, you don't like it. You know, like you think she's man-hating or whatever. The pe people put that into their decision making so that's where it becomes a slippery slope because you don't want that care in my opinion carrying over into the actual case because those things are not based on facts they're based on personal opinions of people oh she was lying because she took five seconds to answer the question it's like you get stuff like that like what <laughs> She couldn't process the question just because it took her five seconds. She was lying. You right. get stuff like that. That's why you have a supposed to have a good defense and a good prosecution that can pick a good jury. Because yeah. technically, there's not. You're never going to find a jury in America that ain't biased about something, whether it is on a rape trial or a murder trial or this. And you really have to go through to see, like, am I going to find people? that can look at the facts that are presented in this case and really base off of that. Yeah. But again, that, and that's why jury selection takes so freaking long. Because we all have had something, or like you said, when it comes to celebrities, are going to feel one way or another, even if you've never heard of them, even if you, like, for you can find a juror that might just be like, oh, I don't like, like, rappers, and they're both rappers. Like, right. you know, you have all these other things, and that's why it's really going to be on them. And the one thing I was going to say about the judge gagging um, her, then that's what Tori's defense, too. Like, bruh, what's up with your defense team? Why did I go into the judge putting in the motion well, that'd be good gag. You might need to look at your lawyers. Who you got? I mean, I want I, I want Megan to tell her side of the story, but I don't know if that's gonna help this case. That's all I'm I'm getting to here. Like if Tori does not get penalized for this, people are gonna be like, look, he ain't do it. <laughs> you know, they're not gonna be like, oh, this is a result of of our, our failed judicial system or maybe not enough evidence, you know, like he they're gonna be like look he ain't do it he ain't got he didn't he didn't get found guilty <laughs> it's funny how people choose what they want to believe when it comes to the judicial system right like oh if you get found guilty oh the judicial system is wrong you know it's flawed it's corrupt but if you don't oh well they ain't find the person guilty so he must have not did it like no what happened to the judicial system is flawed and corrupt <laughs> right. It's like people use that to serve their narrative whenever they, you know, whenever it suits him. Which is crazy because, you know, like you said, sometimes you'll hear people say, it's not even that I didn't believe X didn't do it. It's just they didn't present sufficient evidence yeah. for us, you know. But I was going to say, too, the one thing I guess, her getting off her chest about Kelsey, 
You really didn't have to tell us the details. We already figured it had to be something really. I mean, again, in the court of public opinion, she was supposed to be your best friend. We always saw her with you. And then all of a sudden, you know, again, at first, we were probably as the public thinking she's silent because you're silent. You know, she's not necessarily coming forward because that's y'all all on one accord. But you didn't have to tell us, man. We already knew it was a messed up situation. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, people are saying now that, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the police report that came out that DJ Academics was reading, but apparently the police report state there's different there's different accounts because there's different people. But Mm -hmm. it says two women were fighting and two men were fighting as well. So then the narrative came of, well, Megan was fighting, you know, Kelsey. So maybe she shot her. You know what I'm saying? Like it opened up these can of worms of like, that's why they're not, not, they're not talking. So this is Megan literally like counteracting that saying, no, we're not talking because after he shot me, she went and met with him, (laughs) you know, and he promised to help her give her money for her business or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I haven't talked to her since. I so, think it's funny that she said in her own words, she told me. I'm right. Like, <laughs> so it's like, no, we're not talking because we were scrapping over him. We're not talking because she met with him after she was she saw him shot me. That sh- shoot me. That's her, you know, side of the story. We'll see. I think this is creating a mess. I don't know how this is going to turn out in court. <laughs> um, speaking of messy, Wendy Williams, the show is coming to an end. There, I this was so confusing. I thought she was coming back to the show because remember, I don't know if you guys saw that video that said she was coming back to the show, but um, they just ended it. They announced this week the last show's on Friday, she's not gonna be on the show. We're gonna do like a video montage saying goodbye. I'm not the biggest Wendy Williams fan, but this is real shady. That's super shady. <laughs> Like, we're going to do a video montage of, you know, this top whatever, whatever show. Not even, and I guess clearly they obviously have been in legal battles, which is why they can't have her on. Because she did say she was coming back to her shop. But it, oh, you think there's a legal issue? Wow. Yeah, I think, and then I think it created a thing for her because I was always confused when they said that Sherry Shepard was going to take over the Wendy Williams show. To me, it wasn't fair to Wendy or to Sherry. It was like super rude to say this woman is going to take over this other woman's show under her name. So I see that they're saying, okay, in the new time slot, it'll be Sherry. I don't, and there's no offense, I don't really want to watch Sherry Shepard, but I felt like that's kind of only fair to both of them, regardless of whether it's fair to Wendy or not that she doesn't have a show. It, it sounds like just production-wise, there were a lot of questionable things happening, because why would you, that would be like, Nina, you want to take over something, you want to take over Wendy Williams' show, and you're like, every day, well, my name is Wendy. your show, but you're saying, I'm meeting on the Wendy Williams' show, like, no, like, if I, if you feel like, I've made it here, let this be my show. Right. Yeah, I, I can agree with you, I didn't really think about it like that, um, I just looked at it as something had to be happening behind the scenes, to have somebody, like, First of all, to announce it and just have it abrupt and be like, oh, well, it's ending Friday and yeah, she's not going to be here either. So, you know, that lets you know that there's some real arguments behind the scenes of like what's happening and the fact that, you know, because usually you lay out the red carpet for somebody, you know, that has a career like Wendy, you know, you make sure that everything goes smooth. You make 
the last show, the biggest show, or at least attempt to, instead of kind of just like wanting to end it and like just be done with it. Cause that's what it seems like, right? Um, and then, yeah, to go back to your point too, Shana, yeah, it's uh, very unfair to have somebody, you know, hey, um, yeah, well, he's going to fill in as Michael Jordan. And it's like, he's not Michael Jordan, like, at all. Like, can you imagine that? Like, if Ben Simmons ran out there as Michael Jordan, we we not, ain't nobody having that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the fact that it Why is. Why would you say Ben Simmons at all people? <laughs> because. <laughs> like, I, not even close. Right, right, right. If you would have said LeBron, I would have been like, okay. But well, no, Ben it, Simmons. No, yeah, Ben Simmons. That's it. Ben Simmons ran out there. It's like, yeah. But um, yeah, just for somebody that just had, you know, that illustrious career on radio, off radio, TV, you know, to kind of have it end just uh, like abruptly after everything, you know, she's done. Um, yeah, and networks really don't be caring. That's kind of like, if you see what it is, like they don't care. And going back to Shane's point too, the reason why they may be in legal battle is to figure out who actually owns that name, right? Because if the network actually owns that name, then they can put anybody in there or feel like they That's can. That's a great point. You know, but like- Okay, if with your legalese, Garnett. I'm, I'm out here reading contracts every day. <laughs> You're but, right. Who owns the name? Who owns know, the show? Yeah, so that would, that would change a lot, you know? But I mean, to not put somebody in that position, I'm happy for that because at the end of the day, no one deserves that. Wendy and whoever else steps up in that position, it's just it's just a little weird that, you know, she doesn't get the red carpet and get that one last moment for the rest of her fans, you know, to, you know, enjoy that, so. This whole situation has been weird because when they first made the announcement, they made it seem like she was coming back, like she was sick, she was gonna work mm -hmm. on her health and then come back. She mm -hmm. never came back. And then, like, she never came back, but then she said, I'm coming back. <laughs> so she said, I'm coming back, and we're like, okay. And then all of a sudden, they're like, show's canceled. So I just think after 13 seasons, it's just disrespectful for, so like, I guess things are not going well. And I get why she's not a part of it. She's probably like, no, you guys are doing me dirty. I'm not going to come up to the show and, and smile and be happy. Like, no, right. you guys are doing me dirty. Um, but it, it is, it does seem shady. So I'll tell you one thing. This is not the end of Wendy. Okay. I'll tell you that. Should okay. So I actually need to pull up some stuff because I was educated this week. Um, and as Lizzo was uh, regarding an offensive word. So she dropped a song called Girls and in the girl, she says spaz, right? And you know, that's a, that's a word we've all used. I'm a spaz out. I'm spazzing. You know, it, it, it's, it's a word that has been used in plenty of songs, <laughs> you know, but someone called her out saying that, um, you know, the word is offensive um, apparently, uh, this person has cerebral palsy and part of their disease is that they have spaz, they spaz, you know? So this person said that this was, you know, offensive, um, derogatory. This person was like, it's 2022. You should know this. I even learned a new word. It's called, um, I mean, it's up here and ableist slur 
I I never knew Spaz was offensive. Um, I I I never heard of an ableist slur. You know, this is definitely like a teaching moment for me, as it was for Lizzo. But I think it's fire that she literally changed the lyric in her song to be sensitive to this person and 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 this person being offended by this word. But then people wanted to cancel her. Is that too far? too far that she had to change the words of the song. I'm sorry. When I first read it and I read her apology, I'm like, oh my God, what did she say? And then when they kept saying spaz, I was like, does it mean something else now? And then when I read exactly what I thought it meant, I was like, oh, okay, I'm confused. So I didn't hear this part about the cerebral palsy person. And again, I am sorry that you have that, but I'm sure that there's more offensive stuff that happens on every TV show, every Jimmy Kimmel skid or Jimmy... You understand what I'm saying? Like, how are we in this world where you can't say nothing? Like, you can't say anything anymore. That was kind of what took me away because, you know, I've been hearing this word for a long time and I've never heard of it being, you know... um, being offensive but you know uh, according to this uh, spastic just so we're educated spastic is a form of muscular weakness uh typically of cerebral palsy for for her to say i'm a spaz but i was going to say that is weird like when we say i'm a spaz out it means like i'm about to lose it right so what i'm saying like people had said it and again right. i think like just because people say it, it's okay but again like it's just it's a reach it's just a reach it's just i don't know i i i again i feel bad for anyone that has it i have you know my masseuse hand i'm someone who has it he's amazing but at the end of the day like are we just not going to say anything about anyone anymore because anything can be someone can deem offensive and it's a thing like for her to be canceled over something that again none of us clearly even paid attention to it's just ridiculous to me i mean they didn't get that far where she was canceled i no, think but for the, it's like even a conversation of like but it's like no she changed the lyric she was responsive to the person's needs or the person's emotions which i think is super important but i do think that it was like i you know it's not to discredit anybody who felt offended by that, but it's more so like we just didn't know, you know. And, and this is it, and it's been in, in it's been used in vernacular or different songs, and it's like I I've never heard this in my life. And I, when I saw like oh it's twenty twenty two, you should know better or something like that. I was like what? <laughs> Wait, which is why I was <laughs> like we're supposed to know everything that's offensive to every single person because it's twenty twenty two. I think we're all learning as we go. But to your point, so when I googled it at first. If, and you know how, like, it'll Google, it'll Google will show you like stuff that people Googled. Somebody put, is cripple a slur? Apparently cripple is a slur, too. What? <laughs> what? It was a word, but now it's a slur. Wow. So, I don't know, so it's, I just looked at, like, so, I mean, you had to Google it yourself too, because I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I wanted to say it the right way, you know. I don't want to say it wrong. Partially, I mean, I guess. 
I can give her some kudos, right, for being, you know, adhering to someone else's feelings, right? I, I get it, understand it. It is a slippery slope uh, because everybody complains about everything. Hold on, the dog getting lit. <laughs> she wanted her moment. <laughs> um, She's over here chewing on her bone, making all this noise. <laughs> My dog. But no, yeah. So it's like you know, I, a part of me, okay, a small part is like I could see you adhering to this. You know, for her outcry, it could have offended her and the whole community. I get it, um, but it does a slippery slope. So it's like, I mean. Are they going to go, are those same people going to go back to other lyrics where people use spaz? Are they going to continue to move forward where anybody use spaz? Like, I remember Kanye being on the record, he's screaming out, I'm about to spaz out. Like, who contacted him about that? Be like, hey, that is a slur. That is right. a, that's not to say who's right or wrong, but like, you kind of got to keep the same energy all across the board now, you know? Um, and, you know, she ended up changing spaz to hold me back. Now it's like, it sounds better, but if you know what that person meant, like the meaning is still the same. Like I, I get it, but it's, it's still there. Like, come on, like, come on. Like we like, what are we really talking about? Like I said, I feel like, you know, they're maybe going after her cause they think that they can for some reason. They think that, you know, she was going to change a lyric or she is going to be more submissive to what's going around and more sensitive. And I get that too, because she also looks for sensitivity. And that's maybe why she even changed the word because she was online, you know, getting ridiculed and quote unquote, you know, bullied in a sense. So, I mean, I can see it from both angles. It's just, so where do we go from here? Like, is that same cerebral palsy community, which I respect, that's fine. Like, are you going to hold everybody else to that standard after this? Even before this, I said one of the biggest rap artists in the last decade is on record screaming he's about to spaz out in a hit record. Right. Who who checked him? (laughs) I just think in general, you know, um, something like this is very like almost like niche because I don't even know anyone with cerebral palsy, you know. So it's like I think you have to really like be mindful that you have to educate people sometimes when trying to make people more aware of what you're going through, you know, I mean, everybody hasn't been exposed to someone with cerebral palsy, so they might not know. And again, not being exposed is, is not an excuse, right? Because if this was a racial thing, we'll be like, well, how you not going to know, you know, but my whole thing is sometimes you just need to like educate people and, and, and do it from that space instead of how dare you you know because it was like this this wasn't her intentionally trying to offend people she just didn't know and you know it a lot of us didn't know this was a teachable moment for me i've never used the word spaz now i don't want to (laughs) get i don't want to get canceled so well, Shana's- took me around when I was like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, and to go back to your point, I, it's a, it's definitely a slippery slope. Even for Lizzo, like, I do commend her. It's dope that she did that, but it's like now every single thing she does is going to be critiqued. So it's like when she doesn't bend for the next thing, then are people going to try to cancel her? Like, well, you did it before. You changed the whole song. Why can't you do it now? So it's like, gosh, like. You know, it's a very hard place to be, I think, as a person that does anything publicly these days. Because, again, you just, you're at a rock and a hard place. 
Yeah, but that's a good point because if you change the lyric for this, the next time someone is offended, they're gonna want the same treatment. And I think Liz, I think Lizzo did the right thing because again, this is a woman who's ridiculed online. To your point, Shayna, she's fat shamed and all of that. You know, um, she's you know, so she was she wouldn't want to make someone else feel the same way with her music. But yeah, I mean. Is she going to change everything that pisses people off? How about if someone said the word bitch? She, in a new song, she says the word bitch. How about if someone says, this This offended me? I don't want to be called a bitch. You know, like, uh, you're right. I was I was, literally, I was literally about to say that. Like, who's complaining about the word nigga? Like, who? who, who? I was thinking that when they start saying this about spaz, like, well, there's a lot of people and black people that don't like the use of the word. We ain't out here taking out every song. And again, everybody can be offended by something. So I'm not saying that cerebral palsy, you know, isn't a disability and those things. And again, but she, you, I think you said this early, Gar- Garnett. She wasn't making fun of the disability, which I, I think that person did understand that, even though they said it was offensive. She wasn't doing it to like poke fun at anyone. It was more about a feeling. But I was going to, I think Nina, you just said it like, everybody can be offended by something. My mother is offended by the word sweetie. Again, doesn't bother me, but you say sweetie, I'm already like, oh. Oh, like if someone calls her sweetie, she feels like it is a little condescending. She feels like it's very patronizing. But my point is, is that like there is always going to be somebody that's offended by something or doesn't feel like something is right. And again, I just think for our creatives, we we put them so much in a box. The only person who just basically said at the box is Dave Chappelle. (laughs) <laughs> well, look what happened. He got shot. So <laughs> I don't, I'm just saying <laughs> he got shot, right? Or someone tried to no, shoot him. Somebody tried. Right. <laughs> right. Someone was so offended by what he said they tried to shoot him. This is the kind of world we live in. My whole thing is I use everything as a teachable moment, you know? Um, and and try to come we we can't grow if if you aren't teaching us. <laughs> You know, and and teaching people, you're you get more bees with honey than you do vinegar. Okay, all right. So speaking of creatives, what? I'm sorry, because I, I had to look up the ableist term, and it says signs that somebody is an ableist. Okay, it says when they use disability only parking or seats, and they know they don't need them. Oh, patronizing the struggles and bravery of disabled people when they are asking unsolicited personal questions. <laughs> I'm sorry, let's move on. I didn't even know what that happen. was. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so how is asking unsolicited personal questions offensive? Okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> Maybe just oh, wow. prying into the disability. I guess they probably maybe just, someone's not ready to talk about it or isn't comfortable talking about it. Yeah, but it's like, how am I supposed to learn? Okay, let's leave. Yeah, it that's what I said. Let's just yeah, for we offend somebody. <laughs> right. Well, I remember when I learned from someone who's gay that the F word was offensive. I don't say the F word, but now when people say it, I'm like, you can't say that. But I remember there was a point where people would say the F word and it and it didn't really even pertain to someone being gay. It was just part of the vernacular. Like you're acting like this. 
Wait, I just want to bring to the attention, do you know they're saying that this became more forefront of the ableists because it was Donald Trump that made fun and a speech of a person with disabilities. And that's what kind of brought this to the forefront. Thanks, Donald Trump. Thank you, Trump. <laughs> Another thing to thank you. I did think that was messed up in general. You it know, was. Like, it was. No, no, no. That was, it was terrible. And was people do it in real life. It. They'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and I'm like, like don't do that. Is meaning to definitely be offended. Don't do that. Don't. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible all right so speaking of creatives and creatives being able to be creative uh we've been talking about song lyrics being used in the court of law this is a big thing right now um jay-z is trying to you know even before this young thug and gunna stuff happened jay-z was trying to kind of block this from happening and this ysl rico case really has blown this out of proportion so kevin lyles who's a music executive that actually testified for young thug started a petition on change.org called protect black art and now we have a lot of artists saying this protect black art protect black art meek mill said it recently at a concert you know um Gunna wrote a letter on his birthday uh, from jail saying we need to protect black art. So basically what this is, is the petition says that art, you know, black artistry and uh, rappers are under fire because they're not going to be able to freely create music because they're going to be scared of retaliation or, or people using those lyrics against them. You know, when, those lyrics are the reason why a lot of them are feeding their families. You know, the, the songs that they're creating, you know, this is what have has uh, helped them advance in their careers and that these things should not be used against them. And it's, it's, it's an attack on black artists and black art because they can't freely create. This is a change.org petition at this point. Do you think this is gonna change anything uh, court-wise, and I, I see a theme with this particular podcast, public opinion versus what's happening in court. You know, this is one of those, one of the same things, you know. Um, do you think this is going to change anything of what's going on, particularly with that case? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, you know, we spoke about this previously. Um, what I could say to that is just like, well, what is Black art? Like, who, who's out here defining what black art is? And if you think some of those lyrics is black art and you can stand on that and be proud of that, I, I man, you need to have a conversation. Like half of, the, half of the lyrics that they're talking about, why are you proud of that? Like why, why does this have to be considered black art? How come it just can't be your lyrics? Like don't give it that on everybody. That, that's not how I live my life. That's one. Two, I'll say that um, you know, I don't think they're attacking, once again, they're, they're not attacking J. Cole. Where's J. Cole at in court? Where's Kendrick Lamar in court? Hmm. Where's, you know, um, who else do you want to, where, where's Nas in court? Where's Jay-Z? They're attacking the people that are allegedly outside living a certain lifestyle and then going inside of this booth and saying what they did outside. Like the lyrics are, it's coming second. It's secondary. It's not coming first. No one's getting arrested because of a lyric. Like, 
you're getting you have arrested. to have the evidence to support it. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So, you know, if, if you're and, you know, I don't know this situation completely. Right. But just from overhearing certain things, like it doesn't seem like Young Thug is super innocent. Right. When allegedly he rented a car that was used to do a hit. Yeah, he may not have been there. He may have even gave somebody money to go do it or used his name and may not knew. But that seems pretty crazy. You know, like that just seems like, well, dang, bro, like, yeah, I should question you, you know. So, I mean, like, once again, it's like, well, one, what is black art? Why does it have to be defined as these heinous lyrics that's, you know, just killing people? That's basically drill music. Like, why are y'all defending drill music? Why are y'all de- Where's the R&B at? Is, is like, is that black art? The R&B artists, they're not getting arrested. You know, you don't see Genuine getting arrested for his lyrics. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not happening. So, I mean, it, it's just, I, I understand them getting picked on in certain situations, but that's because they also carry a certain type of stereotype too, where, you know, when, when weed was super illegal a few years back, and if all you rapper out is weed and you show this weed on the internet and, you know, yeah, I got a pound of this and a pound of that, and you post the shows that you're going to be at, yeah, cops are bored, bro. Yes, they are going to kind of target you, but damn, it's because it's a 90% chance you're going to have that weed that you was talking about that we are looking for. Why not? Why not show up on your tour bus and check everything? So, you know, we talked about this before. If you are actually doing these things, you're better off rapping the complete opposite. You should portray the complete opposite. You know, like, it doesn't make sense. You're self-snitching. Everybody got a problem with snitches, but you doing it to yourself. Like if, if, if you're skipping class in high school, are you walking around the school and be like, yeah, you know, I'm out here skipping class, bro. Like you screaming it to the top of your lungs. No, because you know, it's going to end up in detention or suspension. Why would you do that? You're trying to skip class. You're going to act like if someone walks past, you're going to act like you're going to the bathroom. Like you're not just going to sit there and, you know, be taken to the office that's the whole point is to get away with the things that you're doing not to scream it at the top of your lungs but that's just a part of our culture of like man it's just i don't know i it's not something to be proud of and you know that's a petition i won't be signing i'm not standing behind that yeah i definitely agree with you and i didn't even think about it that way but to your point it's like so who defines what is black art and again i think that the other issue that i even have with that is who defined that rap or rap lyrics is black art and then that it's only black you know like so it, the, I, I get why and what Kevin Miles and everybody else is coming from but it, it talking about being offensive that's a little offensive and I guess you know they might try to say oh well, the roots of rap and things like that but again as, if we're now at this point in 2022 we're talking about being inclusive and you have people like a Jack Harlow and everything so is he going to be okay with saying whatever he needs to say but you know I mean, like, like, so then where, if you get this done, then where does that line go in defining what black art is and who classifies for black art? Like, it's just so, so can Fat Joe not be associated with this? Like, you know, I'm like confused just on that. And I do agree that, I'm sorry, if you are artistic or creative enough to put your crimes in a song, and that's all you can put to that song or, or bring to your craft, 
there's a little bit of a problem. And we know y'all's for rap, like people talk about, but I get, I, I've listened to Nas's latest album. He may have to talk about, you know, crack babies or things that he used to do, but I, I hear a whole album and I don't hear him talking about going to killing nobody or doing a hit with anyone. So it's like, why are we defining that that's the only way that this genre can, is, can exist? if it's talking about killings and murders and things like that, they're not coming at you because you, again, like Mita said earlier, you call somebody a bitch or you talk about sleeping with someone. They're not even, well, they are in this case coming at you about the drugs because again, you're actively talking about like moving weight and you ain't talking about it in a, in a, in a, in a sense, like you're talking about deals that are being done. So I, I don't feel bad for people that would put their, again, if I posted on Facebook right now that I just committed a murder, although that I'm supposed to have freedom of speech, I am putting out there what I've done. I can't be mad if, if somebody comes back and the police come knocking on my door because I put that out there. That Yes, that's my free speech, but I put it out there to be scrutinized, to be for anything to come out of it in a sense. I mean, I think this petition is, you know, something created out of just this is unfair that you're using rap lyrics. But, you know, if there wasn't evidence, you wouldn't be able to pull the lyrics. So there, there's that part. I mean, I don't know how this trial is going to play out, but in my brain, they have the evidence of you did X, Y and Z. And then and then you also admitted to it in this song. So kind of like as a supporting um, a supporting number to what was done primarily. Um, but you have to have the evidence. Right. That's I, the thing. Even if, even if a crime happened in an area, again, say I say on Facebook, like, oh, I'm at Mina's house, or I, I tag it at, with that location at that time, and then something happens and they come back and they're like, well, weren't you at Mina's house at this time, this time? And I try to be like, no, or that shouldn't be used against me. Well, that's the supporting evidence because we know you were here. We know you did this. And then you put, you line that up for us. Like that is to your point, it's not maybe the F, but it's the supporting evidence that literally goes in line with this thing that happens. And we wouldn't have it if you didn't put it there. I think the fear is though, that they're just gonna start taking it, random lyrics and, and building cases off of just music, which is, it's scary. That's a slippery slope. You don't want them doing that, you know? Oh, well, you said this in the song, so it must be true. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna uh, press charges or, you know, I think that is what the fear is, which I think, you know, you do have to protect against that, but, I, I get the petition, but I'm like, if they have the evidence yeah. to support it, I don't think this petition is going to do much. That's the thing is like, you know, we're focused on the lyrics. They don't just have lyrics. And I get the lyrics. But that's what I think people think. The headlines, right. the, oh, they're using lyrics, you know? Again, we have to see how this plays out <laughs> and how they it, use the lyrics, right. but the I'm sure they have supporting they evidence. They've been investigating this for how many years? Wait, like, what? That's, that prosecutor said they've been investigating them for how many years? Like, the, and again, the media is stuck on the lyrics, but they ain't, that, that, for the fear that like they're going to come after you, again, you have to have, have 
done other things that they have in evidence to be able to even come after you. And they definitely ain't gonna dedicate, listen, the police in Michigan said they're not coming for life-threatening crimes because gas is too high. So what we know is they're definitely not dedicating like full teams in every city to just listen to lyrics for no reason, just because you're a popular rapper or something like that. So here's here's the scary part about this, not so much for Young Thug, but I think for Gunna, right? Because the only thing that they've charged Gunna with is the RICO charge, right? Mm-hmm. So say Gunna did nothing just for being associated with yeah. Young Thug and being a part of the p- collective and being on these songs, you know, that said X, Y, and Z, he can go to jail because it's a Rico and you can go to jail for things that other people in your group did. I think that's the scary part about that. You know, like he can't be like, oh no, we're okay. We're on the same label. It doesn't matter. Like, oh no, look, you're on this song with it, him. You're on this song with him where he's saying X, Y, and Z. And then you said X, Y, and Z. So that means you must've known what happened over here. That's what I think the slippery slope is when it comes to particularly Gunna. And, and, and Mina, to touch on your point, so maybe that's what you start the petition about. You know, like, let's focus on, on hard things, right? Like, they can still have this case without the lyrics. <laughs> they have phone evidence, text messages, video, like, not video, of phone recordings, like, of people saying stuff. They don't need the lyrics. The lyrics is just They icing. have eyewitnesses. They have, they have, yeah. They're right. I'm pretty sure they have people actually saying real statements of what happened and what No, they do, because they, part of the when they tried to get Bond, when Young Thug and Gunna tried to get Bond, part, particularly with Young Thug, the, the, the prosecutor was like, we can't let him out because we're scared that he's going to intimidate witnesses. There's already witnesses being threatened and like their life being threatened because of their association with this case. And I was like, damn, they got witnesses too. <laughs> they got everything. Uh, yeah. I just think they're focusing kind of on the wrong thing. Like notice that they're petitioning for black art. They're not petitioning to say, Hey, these guys are innocent. Like <laughs> you feel me? it's like, they're not saying that they may agree that they may even be guilty, but you're trying to protect this little thing of yours how about you petition about changing lyrics for the culture? How about you petition on what's cool or what's not? You know, somebody like Jay-Z, like he's, you know, not to say that he can influence everybody, but he, yeah, he's speaking about stuff in the past tense. He's moving a certain way, like, and he does try to make things cool for the younger generation. But it's like, start a petition more so about that, about how drill music isn't the way to go instead of signing these young artists that create this drill music and you know that they have real beef in the streets and they're really killing people and then you give them a million dollars knowing that they really not about to change they about to go back to the hood that million dollars and create a massive war with it and like create some like create something about that instead of this fictitious black art thing that you're just saying because it I sounds- I don't think it's just particular to drill music, but I, I get what you're saying. No, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Well, I'm, I'm saying it because that seems like it's under attack as well, where you have, you know, the um, the mayor of New York saying that he's about to ban it off radio. You have certain DJs like DJ, I think it's DJ Drewski in New York, where he's not playing it at all because he's watching certain things play out and the New York drill music Well, scene. it's not really drill music. He said he's not going to play violent music. Okay. 
Because the drill music is a style, but everybody's not, it's just a, like a sound. Right. Everybody's not talking about violence and stuff in the music. Um, but Drew, yeah, Drew said he wasn't going to play anything violent, which I I really respect that, you know? Yeah. He, he's, he's picking a side. But I was going to say, you know, in Gunner's case, I, I do personally feel bad for him, but this goes back to, you know, the term guilt by association. And, you know, one of the things that our parents always say is be careful of the company you keep and, and who you're with. So, you know, he is unfortunately very tied into this. We don't know what he knew or did not know. And again, with Rico, it, it's about the association. So you I know, hate I, that I though. Personally, feel bad for him, but at the same time, I don't know. Like I don't know if I didn't necessarily do anything, but I'm involved in the syndicate that I know are doing these very violent, dangerous things, and I don't do anything about it. If I should not be prosecuted, because I'm still benefiting off of the syndicate. You know what I mean? Like you're still, yes, you're out here doing this out here, but the way that it works in terms of like the money and money laundering and why they like look at it like the Rico is you're benefiting off of these. So again, and I don't know what he did or didn't. I do again personally just feel bad for him if he didn't. Doesn't look like he did much because he wasn't charged with that. But again, I don't know they don't have enough evidence to charge him with something else. So yeah, I mean, I, I, that kind of hits a, a nerve for me because, you know, growing up, I hung out with certain people that did certain things, but I didn't do those things, you know, and I would hate to have to, you know, have to be penalized for something that I did not do, you know, um, that's your life. You do that if you want, you know, it doesn't mean that I have to do it. You, hey, you, hey. and I'm me. You know, when you do what you're doing, I'll be like, "All right, y'all, peace. I'm out," because this isn't really the type of time I'm on. But um, I mean, when you grow up in certain neighborhoods, it's kind of inevitable for you to be around certain people doing shady things. I mean, someone's doing something, stealing cable. <laughs> you know, like someone's like stealing Netflix, stealing cable. You know, like stealing power. I, I someone was stealing like a light that I, you know, I was talking to someone the other day who said they was getting free light <laughs> for someone got food stamps. Like in certain neighborhoods, you know, like you're gonna run into or know people who are just doing questionable things. My mother would would never do any of those things she would never take a cent for free or a scam anybody or you know what i'm saying but and that's how we were raised in that household but people are raised differently and i shouldn't be held accountable because you're committing fraud with food stamps <laughs> like it's also the law like like, you know, I I, but like that's that's that I person like i don't like, i'm not eating the food they didn't commit a crime but they knew did it they so did it and they didn't say anything. And they said to him, like, listen, do you want to say something? Because we know you didn't actually. Dana, if you go around saying every crime you witnessed, you be at the police station every day. Oh, it's on the level of the crime. And when they I say mean, to you, we know you didn't do it. We I seen someone. I seen somebody walking a raccoon yesterday on a leash. Am I supposed to go to the SPCA and say this is crazy is walking a raccoon the on a leash? Crime. He might be saving that raccoon life. <laughs> I, just, I was like, is that yeah, a raccoon? Hold on, that's a real thing you're talking about. I swear to you, I saw I saw this man carrying a raccoon in Philadelphia. Was, this was and in Kingston, was like, wasn't it? It was in near Aramingo. So in Philadelphia. Why did he do that? 
This no, guy, I, I just know Kensington is wild. That's a that's a whole that's a that's a third world country right there. Look, this guy was and I'm like, is that guy holding a raccoon like in his hand like a puppy? And I'm like, there's no way that man's holding a raccoon. It's <laughs> like they're wild. They'll bite you. They'll give you rabies. Right. Yo, then he puts the raccoon down and it's on a leash and it's hobbling. And I'm like, that's a raccoon. That's the only reason I realized it was a real raccoon, because a dog walks, you know, excuse me, raccoons, they kind of hobble a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this man. Has a pet raccoon he it, that it. he has on a leash. He's gangster. <laughs> so it's like it's like every day you witness crazy, bizarre things. Like, am I supposed to be calling the cops every time I see something bizarre and crazy? Like, yeah, because I am. I'm like, tell me, y'all, there's no crabs around me. Because I'm like, listen, I don't want to say nothing, but. <laughs> <laughs> This is, we'll see what happens, man. Cause Gunnar swears up and down he's innocent. And the fact that they only charge him with Rico means that he's just being charged for these things because of his affiliations. Mm -hmm. And that would be a travesty, you know, because if we were all held accountable for things that our affiliate, our affiliates did, all of us would be in trouble at some point in our lives. Someone's doing an illegal drug. Someone's drinking under the age of 21. Someone's beating somebody up. Your assault. Like, it's like, it, it's it, everything is a crime. <laughs> These are the environments we live in, right? Like, oh, you beat someone so up, you got in a fight at the club. That's an assault charge. Oh, you know, you ain't, you ain't paid for your food. Oh, that that's theft. <laughs> like... <laughs> I just, it's hard. It's a hard thing. Oh, you got food stamps and you don't need it. That's fraud. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you still a cable? That's theft. <laughs> you cable? Let me know. Cause I, you know. Oh, you share Netflix? Now. Oh, you got USAA? You ain't in the military? That's fraud. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like everything, everything. Oh, you lied about how much money you made. So you paying less for insurance. That's fraud. <laughs> you know, like it, everything. It's a slippery slope, man. We'll see, though. We shall see. Wish him the best of luck. Yeah. I don't know if this petition is going to do it. That's another thing. A petition ain't going to change a law. If you really want something to be changed, you got to advocate for a law to be passed, not get change.org. But it's a movement. And I guess it, it it's helping in. I mean, Meek, the stuff Meek Mills has said in his lyrics. I mean, if they was putting people away for lyrics, Meek would be in jail, <laughs> you know? So it's like, He's one of those people that's probably like, nah, this isn't cool. It depends on what kind of music you're making. I'll tell you one thing, Carrie Underwood would be in jail. Talk about, I, what she said? I, I took my key to his car. She keyed that man's car. She busted his window. She, but she, she put, uh, she flattened his tires. That's vandalism, no Carrie Underwood. You going to jail? Got no evidence of Carrie busting the out. And they to look at the credits. Like she never write this song. <laughs> I dug my key into the side. All, all the music got stuff in it. All right, y'all, that's the 225th episode of the Mina's House podcast. Thank you for listening and watching. I'm Mina Say What. 
I'm Shayna B. Garnett Briscoe. Damn, Dexter never showed up. Next week, Dexter will be here. Hopefully, all right. Uh, We'll talk to you then. Happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth.